It is episode 249 of the Canes cast, and a playoff edition continues. And Shane Willis, boy, I only got really one thing to say, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Here we go! Oh, I wish people could see the video portion of this podcast, how excited you were for all of it. I mean, I haven't even had that much coffee this morning, but I'm ready for round two, Mike. Oh, you have to be, and you gotta. I'm ready for round two, coffee or no coffee, but it should be a great matchup. And the Canes and Devils, if you take a look at what these teams did during the course of the regular season, one and two in the Metro Division, one point, one point separated Carolina from New Jersey. This is going to be a series that is going to require some Storm Brew. It is the mm. presenting sponsor here of Kane's Cast, Storm Brew that you can pick up from any of your favorite grocery stores, any of your favorite beverage stores where you can get adult beverages, such as beer and other things. But remember, please drink responsibly. But this is going to be a hot series. Hot. And you're going to need some cold Storm Brew yeah, we always, to get you through. We always talk about the uh, Seven Saturdays pub that we never go to, but I'm more of a... <laughs> we need to. We do need to correct that, by the, the way, R&D Brewing. Well, that's what I'm going to say. I love the FutureCast weather app I have all the time, so I looked, and it's coming next week, Mike. We, we will... I'm going to say this right now. We will be there next week. Okay. All right. I mean, we can bring the show We're on the We're not traveling road. anymore. I am. don't have an excuse. Oh, you are traveling yeah. for the radio. Yep. Oh, you got on the plane. Got got on the plane. There was I a seat. I will be there. Mike was not. <laughs> Sorry, partner. Uh-huh. If, uh, I was going to say, if, it's funny how things work out, but yeah. You have to work in, in the luggage rack? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually working on the plane as well. So. If you've ever wondered now in the second round, what is in Brent Burns' suitcase? It's Mike. <laughs> it will be me. <laughs> And the funny thing is it might actually be lighter if it's just me, and that's almost impossible. Uh, all right, let's 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 recap a little bit in the how we got here portion of this. Uh, quite simply, the Carolina Hurricanes, we shouldn't be shocked at, at the fact that they beat the Islanders and moved on to the second round, but it's how they beat them, Shane, where everybody keeps talking about, and I want to go back to the trade deadline. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. They are didn't gonna, do this. Are we about to make fun of some teams? I'm not going to make fun of teams. I'm just going to try to talk to fans about, again, when was the last time a team made a major move at the trade deadline and they went on to win the cup? And, and honestly, the one that you point to would be the Carolina Hurricanes when they got Mark Recchi. And that is now 17 years ago. 17. Think about that. So it wasn't the Islanders. Bo Horvat really did nothing the entire series. It wasn't the Rangers. Patrick Kane. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. A, sorry, Rangers fans. But, again, this is this is for all the people who are sitting there going, oh, the Canes didn't go for it. And can you and I, let's do revisionist history just for a second. If Andrei Svechnikov suffers the injury he suffered before the trade deadline, the Hurricanes would have made a move. Yeah, I think it puts more pressure on you to try and get something. But again, they're still going to look at it as a hockey move and not a forced move. Right. I think that's, again, I've talked about this teams 
mental focus through the first round, how they control their emotions, with the, which they needed the entire first round, the way yes. the Islanders were playing. But we always talk about the organization as a whole, and to me it's almost part of that culture of that emotional control because you have to have it. Don Waddell and his staff have to have it because they're, I mean, ultimately they're all hockey fans, right? They get as emotionally yes. invested as anybody where you want to do something. But the ability to pull back and say what looks right, not only now, long-term, the immediate impact inside our locker room, and they continue to find success. Now, the mountain only gets steeper as you face the New Jersey Devils, who have a ton of offensive firepower. You know, will Timo Meyer, their trade deadline acquisition, play tonight, which is Wednesday, as we do this? I'm glad you bring that up because... Remember Timo Meyer, the the player that everybody wanted to get, zero points in the postseason. Oh, he's got a bagel, 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 yeah. and then he and he may have a concussion. Well, I mean, and that's something that you and I will talk about—an upper body injury that's probably his head. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, well, I started twitching a little bit myself when I saw that. I was, was going to say because a lot of people, uh, it's funny that hit happens, and instead of the same people who know you who know me, they text me to ask you about how does Shane feel about that hit. Yeah. I'm like, you You know him. He'll answer it for you. Oh, they text you, not tweet you. No, text. Oh. I'm sure people tweeted me, but I didn't. If they want an answer, they can Venmo me first. Shane R. <laughs> uh, but to, I just want to go back to that point of if you make a ton of moves, really one of the only teams that made a ton of moves that advanced is Toronto. Yeah. Not the Rangers, by no, the way. Not the Rangers. To all you great Rangers fans that live and, here. And not the... Boston Bruins, who, by the way, had the greatest regular season known to man mm. and added three pieces. And those pieces, by the way, were good for them in the postseason. They were good. But Bertuzzi was very good. But they, they didn't advance. Just making those moves stings. Again, it doesn't always equate to this is what you got to do because when you're looking at the big picture, and the big picture is the Canes beat the Islanders because of what you just said. Didn't come off their discipline. And didn't come off their game. That third period in game six was textbook Carolina Hurricanes hockey. They just choked the life out of the New York Islanders. I've choked bigger men than you. <laughs> and you get the goal, and then you could sense it when Sebastian Ajo ties it. It was just a matter of time before the Canes were going to get the next goal. And then the veteran. The veteran, Paul Stasny. But that was, we could uh, we could go. He it's, saw the hole and the precision angle. <laughs> it's Hang on. It's now the sequel. To the original, the veteran, mm. is Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Well, now it's like every sequel you have to add to it. The veterans! Because it veterans. was a 2.0. A Derek Stepan play as he intercepts the Adam Pellick pass and gets it quickly. Doesn't, doesn't dilly-dally with it. Yeah. Get it right to the guy. And as you mentioned, Paul Stastny with that veteran IQ. Put it on net. Overtime. Put it on net. Is there such a thing as a bad shot, Shane Willis? Not in overtime, no. That's what so, we do. So that's it. And then the Canes win the series. And they win the series with Frederick Anderson as in the role of Mariano Rivera, the closer. Oh, he went a closer. Yeah. He closed out the series. Where's the lie? He played great. He did. And uh, trust me, we have some Twitter questions and people are going to ask about that. But uh, before you and I dive into that, my simple answer, and it's been this whole postseason, there's no wrong answer for who the Canes want to start in net. None. Talk about None. a luxury that every head coach in the league wants, right? 
It's John Cooper doesn't have a choice but to run Vasilevsky. Saw his article the other day. He said he was a little wore out. Right? Yeah. Tampa may need to find a suitable backup that can play more than I don't know how many games Brian Elliott played ten. That's not enough. No. So, I mean, Rod Brindamore, the one area when he thinks about the game and preparation, he knows whichever way he points, he's in a great situation that his team's going to give an opportunity to win the game. Let's just use Boston for a small example. They they have the Vesna winner. Linus Allmark's going to win the the Vesna trophy. They did play Swayman a bit, but if you're Jim Montgomery, who will win the Jack Adams Award for the Coach of the Year, you go to Swayman in Game Seven when you should have gone to him in Game Six. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like that's the I'm not saying there's, there's the times to do move, it, but right. I wasn't in agreement with it in Game Seven. Right? You do that. Sure, Omar got lit up in six, but still. But if you do that in six and Swayman gets lit up, you go back to Omar in seven and win. In in the case of the Carolina Hurricanes, you turn to Frederick Anderson on the road against the Islanders, and if the Canes have to come back and play a Game Seven. You then have options. How good was Frederick Anderson? Was he good? Was he the reason why the Canes had a chance to win? You could play him in game seven because maybe he's in a rhythm. Or you return to Auntie Ranta where the Bruins, you know, there's that's why when people ask why is Rod Brindamore such a, a great coach and great gets thrown around a lot, but why is he such a great coach? Because he has a feel. He's got a feel for it, Shane. And you know what it's like to have a coach come in and read the room and, and understand, hey, I might do something that is a little outside of the box or it might not be popular, but here's why we're doing it. But the great thing about the Canes locker room, and you know it because you're in there, everybody's on the same page. And that, that goes a long, long way in the playoffs. When you see the Canes game, and you talk about being on the same page, when they're at their best, it shows. Third period in New York. Seamless. Line after line. And that's how you win hockey games. I don't think we're going to sit here and say, Canes want to play. Well, let's open it up. We'll beat you, you know, 6-1. That's not their mindset, right? They want to come out and play that grinding style, get that suffocating defensive style, um, and beat you in a hard-working game. And I think that will be the issue for the Devils here in round two. They want to run. They want to run and gun. They want to move. And the Hurricanes will have to be very precise defensively. Because you're not allowed to give these guys any kind of room to pick up speed and pace, um, which they want to do. But I think if the Hurricanes can keep this game in the trenches and be in their face and turn pucks over and just send the Devils back to their own zone to go get it, it'll be a very frustrating series for the Devils to try and find a way to even get close to Freddie Anderson or Auntie Ronta. All right. I think we've covered this before, but I'll ask you again. How frustrating is it for an offensive team to have to go 200 feet every time, meaning... It's the worst. The worst to players, again, I think... I'll put Jack Hughes in the top five players in this league that I love to watch nightly, right? Yeah, he's he is... If he's not, he's going to be a superstar. Now, he's growing and moving in the right direction compared to game one and two against the Rangers to where he finished. But he's the type of player that... It's not along the boards where he wants to go get the pucks and fight for loose pucks there. So sending him back down to his zone is just constant... Like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. It's just like when teams are killing off penalties. So frustrating to go all the way back and get it. So that's what the Hurricanes have to do. It's not 
hey, let's jump out here in game one in the first period. Let's get all excited and really open this thing up and see what happens. Yeah. You know, a lot of people may look and be like, oh, the Canes are grinding them, right? Turned over, they shoot it back in. Change, next guys come push it. It's not going to be chance after chance, but you're going to see that grinding forecheck early in this game. And that's how I'm with you. That's how this series gets won. If the Canes grind down New Jersey, because if it is run and gun, and it's it's funny for as fast as the Hurricanes are, but if this is run and gun, you could say that that might actually favor New Jersey, the way that they want to play. And I don't think you could say it. I, I'll say it. Wide open hockey will favor New Jersey in this series. Yeah. And the other aspect the Hurricanes will have to get to is the Devils have a young, up-and-coming star goaltender who's kind of heated up, if you will, um, in Akiri Schmid. Yes. That the Hurricanes will have to, again, get to him early, give him some lack of confidence and start questioning himself um, and see where this series goes. See, I would have thought that would have happened, but he game was, six, he got he got pulled. He comes back and throws a shutout in game seven. Yeah. So uh, the, the goaltending matchup, though, it does favor Carolina, but every now and again, and for Canes fans, before you look at this and, and say, oh, well, New Jersey's goaltending, you know, that's a big question mark. A lot of people were saying that in 2006. So before you start trying to say, oh, that's a weakness, you just don't know because there's not a, a huge book on Akira Schmidt right now. So we'll see. But if there is something, that's the one thing about the NHL now. If there's something, teams find it. Paul Schoenfelder has been looking at what he does, and he's like, does he play the puck too much? Does he not play the puck? Yep. Does he dip his right shoulder? Does he dip his left shoulder? And it's, it is amazing amazing the detail that goes into scouting teams now what well, chris huffine does what all of the coaches do I looking think that for goes anything back to what rod and his staff do the best in preparation and, yep. and putting everything they can in front of their players but not overloading them either right, right? there's a fine line yeah. between you know when guys stop listening to the perfect amount and i think we saw it i mean we were able to be there when we're in new york Obviously, the arena was a 35-minute, which was an hour, I think, for game six. Yes. To get there with traffic. So there weren't morning skates, but the preparation and, that the players did. sickness, too. Yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> the preparation with Bill Bernison and training staff to do their the stretching work they did there, and then it wasn't the players weren't sitting in this room for an hour watching video. No. It was 10, 15 quality minutes, yep. and then you're free to go. Yep. Start getting ready for the game. And you've played in these series. Really, how much do you change game to game? It's like, and I'm, I'm asking you from a serious note. Is it, all right, we play game one, and you saw something that you could exploit, and you're like, hey, we're going to try this in game two? Or it's not even that. We're just going to do what we've done all year. Yes. So we hear Rod say that all the time. We didn't get to our game. Right? So when you when you look at these video sessions, it goes back to, Look what we didn't do from our system. Yep. Not look at everything they're doing. It's like, who cares what the Islanders do? If we play our way, they can't do anything anyways. So I think that's the focus of video of, here's our, you know, here's our third period in game six compared to the first period. What weren't we doing? 
Right, you may look at some video of the Islanders on the power play because that's one area the team switch things up as the series goes on. But they're going to look at the video of the Devils from the season, two two in the series, regular yep. season, both teams winning two. Um, you look at the two wins and pull a few clips of this is where we're really good, right? This is what we're showing you our game. Then you look at a couple clips where this is why they were scoring and why they got chances. Look at our system; it wasn't where it was in the last ones I just showed you. So that's what everyone's looking at. They're looking at their own mistakes, if you will, or yeah. or lack. What they thereof. do well, right? So. But also, you're filling them with that positive stuff, right? You don't ever. That's the other part. There is never a locker room where it's just filled with absolute poo video, right? You don't want to sit there and just badger your players and drive them into the ground, right? There's again that balance of Steve Smith said the best when he goes, "Yes, sir." These guys have big old. Uh, Poo sandwich. His first slice of bread's a little bit of good. You tell him, look at all this good stuff you did. Then the middle of the bread's poo. So you give him a little bit, saying, what are you doing right here? And then you got to put the other piece of bread back on. You give him a little bit more pump up again. Yeah, so the, the compliment sandwich, yeah. if you will. Yes. A poo sandwich. Yes. All right. Well, yours doesn't sound as appetizing as mine. Right. Uh, of course, Steve didn't use the word poo. Yeah, I know. He, he did not. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, coming off of that series, seven points, four goals, three assists. Uh, a lot of people like to play the you know disrespect card. Nobody talks about this player or that player because he plays here, in in where he plays there. But bigger picture, what is that series again? The guy is a point per game player in the playoffs. Basically, I think he's like one point off of being a point per game player. Um, what does that series do for him? And the the two the goals he scores in game five and game six. Seven points leading the way, and, and he has to be the offensive force. He has to be the guy driving the offensive bus for Carolina. <laughs> to me, it's hard to sit here and say, oh, you know, what a great series. That's going to give him so much more confidence because he has it. Well, he has confidence, right? He doesn't need that to feel any better about his game. And you and I talked about this as we had some time, you know, with fellowship when we talked about Sebastian Ajo over our dinners, the willingness that Sebastian has to compete the way he does. It's not an easy system to play. Nope. It's a hard system, and it requires your stars, which Sebastian Ajo is, to go to those very tough areas and lead by example. And Sebastian always talks about leadership when he looks at Jordan Stahl. Jordan Stahl will drag you into the pile. He'll drag you into the fight. And Jordan Stahl works extremely hard to get in the trenches and do it right. So does Sebastian Ajo. He's not worried about those areas. He's not a perimeter player of trying to pick up speed and just toe drag and make moves that, oh, it didn't work. He's willing to stick his nose into places that, to me, a lot of stars that you talk about, that people talk about, don't. Right. Right. And that just goes to his will to win. And when I say when people want to hear, I say he's a point-per-game playoff performer, I go, except one point. And they're thinking, well, he has 54 playoff games played, 53 points in the playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, that's... And as you mentioned, he knows he's going to have to get some again tonight. When uh, Sebastian Ajo is rolling and on the score sheet, Canes are winning. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, to, wait, to your point, I can even... Oh, back that up with numbers. Uh, when Sebastian Ajo 
Score is a goal. The Hurricanes are 14 and 4. Solid stat right there. So 18, when you, you get a look, 18 games he has scored a goal or multiple goals. The Canes are 14 and 4 when he scores a goal. The the bigger stat for me, you want Brett Pesci to get an assist. 11 and 0. Oh, in the with playoffs. The assist. <clears throat> 1 and 2 when he scores a goal. 11 and 0 when he gets an assist. It's too bad. You know, a lot of people out there, it's too bad a lot of this bill hasn't passed yet. You'd be... Don't! <laughs> Not yet. Maybe thinking about some of those numbers. Not yet. <laughs> Back off. I'm just saying in the future, use use Google to your friend as your, as your friend. Look at stats, analytics, before you make your play. Play responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into this series a little bit. Uh, if you want to, and I don't want to use everything that you'll use in the postgame show okay. on Bally Sports South, where Shane R. Willis and Hannah Ray Yates will be giving you all of the insight to what happened after every game right here outside PNC Arena, yep. uh, even when well, Tripp and I are in New Jersey at the Prudential Center. And don't forget to mute your national television broadcast uh, and just listen to Mike and Tripp on the radio. <laughs> well, so appreciate that. Um, you get the proper calls. So, uh, don't want to ruin all of what your keys to the series are going to be like later on tonight. But for you, we talked about already grinding down the series, not trying to get caught in a running gun. But is there one thing about what the Carolina Hurricanes have to do? Is it stay out of the penalty box? Is it uh, control the neutral zone? Is it work the four check like if this happens every game the okay. canes will be moving to the conference finals and we could say the penalty box that's but to me that's too easy of an answer it's too big of a sop i'm not going to say it so my key factor is going to be not only the hurricanes four check but i'm looking at the f3 forward the high forward in the zone if you will yep. being above the puck and above the Devils defensively. Why? Because if there's a turnover and as they start coming out of their own zone, our forward is there, which allows our defense to stay up. We talk about gaps all the time. If our D can stay tight in that area with support of a forward, the Canes have a real, real good shot of winning game one tonight and this series. But if you lose that coverage and the Devils are allowed to come out freely and the Canes defense then have to back off, because you're playing safe and you don't have the support of a forward, that's where things get dangerous. For me, I think it's, I'll try to boil it down something maybe even a little bit more simplistic than that. I think the Canes' blue line has to outproduce the Devils' blue line. And if you want to say that this is something as simple as one-on-one versus... Are you saying Brent Burns versus Dougie Hamilton? That's what I was about to allude to. But no, I'm going to go to the hole. I'm going to go to... The, the group for the Canes, yes, phrasing. We're not doing that anymore because somebody should tell me. I really, I'm going to the I really refrained right there. I'm just saying. Everyone who knows me knows I just refrained big time. Thank you. Thank you. So with that, I apologize the sum, all my friends out there. The sum. How about that? The sum of okay. the group. Yes. They have to outperform the Devil's Blue Line because scoring, the further you go in the playoffs, becomes a premium. And this is the time where... Mentioned Brett Pesci, 11-0 when he gets an assist. 
Brady Shazy likes to sniz. 18 goals in the regular season. Ooh. Looking for one here in the postseason. A little X factor. The ghost in this series. I like that being an X factor. Mm. That's Shane Gostas bear. Yeah. Uh, the other guy who I like in this series, though, is Jacob Slavin. Because I can see I can see Jacob Slavin, the way he plays, frustrating players like Jack Hughes, Eric Halla. That'll be interesting when he comes back here. But those talented offensive players that the Devils have getting frustrated by Jacob Slavin. And then Slavin going down to the other end. Yeah. They're getting so, points here or there. I'm going to jump on your point right there and analyze this. Is you talk about Jacob Slavin creating a turnover, then jumping back. Are those young, talented Devils play- forwards willing to get back and cover that, right? When you say the F3 for the Canes, that's what yes. I think Carolina can take advantage of for New Jersey. I can't wait for tonight. Now I'm it's very, Wednesday. Yeah, now I'm very interesting. Hopefully this gets out by lunch. It should. What I'm very excited Thanks, about Walt. is gave you the opportunity. You saw it was there, but we kept moving on because you got to be professional. Yes. You can't freak out now. You dial it in on a game day. You lock it up. Always locked up. Half the time. Sixty <laughs> percent of the time, it works every time. That's what we. That's what we're here talking about. Uh, but a, as we move on uh, to this series, I do have this for you. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Ready. This series will not go seven games. I'm leaving it open ended. I'm not saying who's going to win. I think you know who I think is going to win. Yeah. Someone asked me this question yesterday, so I'm going to I'm going to send it back because I did say. Canes win in six or seven. Oh. Now that you're responsible, that's what you call hedging from my friend. Responsibly. Shane. <laughs> responsibly. He is responsible with this like it. Take it. Uh, that being, uh, all things being equal, you look at New Jersey, what's the one thing up front that scares you? Is it just Jack, Jack Hughes. Hughes? Jack Hughes and Jack Hughes. Um the one thing you look at with Hughes, obviously Nico Heischer, their captain. Yep. They signed Andre Pilat last summer for this very reason. And what a play did he have in Game Seven to set up Mike McLeod? Yeah, McLeod. I was going to go that way too because I think a guy like McLeod and their depth players could play a factor in this series too. So I, I think they're very talented. They're, you know, obviously have a ton of confidence coming in. Yep. They're young. So, you know, Hughes is number one, just what he does. Yep. But when you look at that, I really think as Hughes goes, the Devils go. So the Canes frustrate him. He gets frustrated, you know, maybe gets a little more vocal on the bench. Yep. You know, how does that affect the team? Because before game six, I mean, Jesper Brat scored an empty netter, but he hadn't scored in the Rangers series. Right. So... Their top end wasn't really going besides Hughes. Palat, two goals, three assists, but that's what he was brought there for from Tampa. He sure did he have a goal? No goals, but five assists. Sure. But he sure is turning into I, – I, everybody always wants comparisons, and I hate doing that. But here's a top pick. And when you, you – Shane, you know, when you're a top pick, if you're not scoring 40 goals, if you're not putting up 90 points, oh, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But he's their captain, and he has really turned into a – outstanding two-way player. Yeah, really like, a workhorse. He's, he really has. He is. He's a guy who I don't think he's going to score 45 in this league. I would assume in Jersey, 
um, they try and get Heischer against Ajo's line. I would think. I mean, that's and, – and that's pretty big praise for a guy who's only been in the league, what, four years now. Yeah. But for Nico Heischer, he's that guy who – that's when you want to say X-factors. He's the guy I think you have to keep off the board because if he gets rolling, you, you expect Jack Hughes to score, right? You expect Sebastian Ajo to score when you get into these series. It then comes down to what you said, depth scoring. Guys like Dawson Mercer. And the thing about the Devils is everybody's like, first-round pick, first-round pick, first-round pick, who's on this roster. And I just look at what Heischer did in the regular season. Again, he's not going to wow you with, you know, jaw-dropping numbers. But what he can do is he's sneaky good in his own end. And I'm pulling up his numbers right here. As you can tell, I'm stalling for this. Uh, But in the regular season, when I say he's not going to score 45, he went 31 and 49. I mean, 80 points in 81 games. And he's, I think he's started to figure out this is, okay, this is how we got to play. And he's only 24. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, there's going to be a lot of youth. The thing for me for the Devils is their speed up front. Yeah. Because they will, what Shane outlined earlier in this series, as you're listening here on, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Okay, it is Wednesday. It's game day, baby. All right, that's all, I know that. Game day, not game day right now. Uh, they're going to transition better than almost anybody in this league if you give them the opportunity to do it. When you look at one area of focus, and we talk about the blue lines all the time, but the offensive blue line, and other broadcasts have shown this the past few games, and they talked about it in game six um, with the Rangers. As you get the puck to that area and the Hurricanes are coming up the ice, 100% play, of course, you're going to make it east-west. But it can't be those high-risk passes east-west. You want to keep that puck moving north-south. Make the D turn. Make them go back and get it because the Devils have bigger, I wouldn't say they have very mobile defensemen. No. They're not real physical. I think that's another part of this series we have to look at. This is going to be a totally different-looking physical. It's going to be physical, no question about it. Yeah, there'll be big hits. But it's not going to be... Islanders physical. No. And I think, again, that helps Canes because they're going to push the physicality probably more than the Devils from a grinding standpoint to win games. So, I'm with you on that. The Just because there's not heavy hitters on both sides of the series oh. doesn't mean that there's not going to be hitting. There's going to be hitting left and right in this series. Yeah, I love when people say, oh, that wasn't a very physical game. Let me put you some equipment on and we'll put you in the next one. And see if you think it's physical. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know about that. How's, how's that feel for you? Uh, before we get into some Twitter questions from Twitter. the fans out there, uh, what I have for you, my friend, is simply this. Let's go around the NHL postseason. Boston getting knocked out. Yeah, whoops. I, I feel bad for I'm, Bergeron. I'm not trying to do revisionist history, but anybody asked me, and go back on podcasts, I said, I would not be surprised if Florida knocked out Boston. Yeah, and Florida, it, everyone looks at me like, oh, Florida was not very good. I'm like, yeah, they didn't play great all year. The playoffs brought a little momentum, a little excitement. The Florida, and we talk about parity all the time, and I think people just ignore this because Rod talks about it too. Like, you just ignore that the Panthers have a really good lineup? Like, that they were that much inferior of the Boston Bruins? Come on. They got rolling. They got momentum. And again... The underdog position is easy. No one is... I bet you the media was barely going in the Panthers' room until they started winning. Yeah. Oh, uh, what are the Bruins doing? Let's go rub their backs. I mean, it was 3-1. Three, three, 
But two things about the Panthers that people, I think, forgot or didn't realize. One, they were the President's Trophy winner last year. Oh. And, yeah, they made a big trade. But they got a good player. They got better. Matthew Kachuk right now, pretty darn good. Not only did did their payroll go up. I mean, the amount of mouth guards they must buy for this guy (laughs) must be through the roof. The dentists must love him. But then Brandon Montour. They have gum. (laughs) Brandon Montour, or right now I'd like to say Mon Smythe. Mon Smythe (laughs) hasn't scored a goal in the playoffs until this year. Yeah, and now he can't stop. Leading the league in Geno's. (laughs) Uh, it's so much better when you say it. Sneeze! But, but, but they they let go of Andrew Brunette and brought in Paul Maurice because their playoff series last year against Tampa, they were not good enough defensively. They weren't doing the things they needed to do to win consistently in playoff hockey. You cannot just try to outgun everybody, uh, although the Edmonton Oilers darn near are trying. But they are, they've gotten better defensively, too. Bringing well, and, how, and when you talk about that, bringing in Mo who we had a great conversation yeah. with the last game of the year. That's exactly what this, this series now, besides the Boston series, is exactly why. Because you can't open it up against Toronto. No. So, last night, they're just doing what the Canes are going to do. The devil suffocate them. And when the Toronto doesn't score on the power play, thank you, one nothing. Yeah. one nothing. Yeah. And you know, when Toronto gives the puck away in their own zone, thank you, 2 nothing. That's what they're going to do. So it's no different. No, another team doing it right now and shocking the world. Seattle, the Kraken. Yeah. Well, Seattle plays like the Hurricanes do. Four lines roll. We're just going to keep going. Coming at you at waves. Mm-hmm. There's not a quote unquote superstar, though. Matty Beniers, I think, is going to be one eventually. They got speed. It's a fast game now. They're getting goaltending. Yep. Group Hour's been real good. He outplayed Jake Ottinger. Overtime win last night. As Joe Pavelski, it's four Genos. <laughs> welcome back to the playoffs. Yeah, welcome back, Joe. You get knocked out in game one of your series and then you against the Wild, and then you come back and score four goals, making up for the lost time. I think what we're trying to say is there's nothing really better than playoff hockey. No, and nothing should surprise you with Besides it. Besides this podcast. That's also correct. <laughs> Thank you. But there, there should be no surprises anymore no in shots. playoff hockey. And again, the difference, no matter how great the Bruins were in the regular season, and they were great. Still, you got to prove it in the playoffs, and that's something that Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman never did with the goaltending. Or you can't do it. It's one of my favorite lines that Steve Logan, an old football coach, used to say, you can't do it until you do it. You know, you don't know you can do it until you do it. Well, all of these teams come into the postseason, and they're like, all right, let's go play. Let's see what happens. And, like, the Devils, Devils fall down two games to none at home to the Rangers. And I don't know if you heard what Jack Hughes said. He goes, yeah, we just had to figure out how to play, and then we did, and here yeah. we are. Because we talked to their um, analyst, Bryce Salvador, in New York, and he said they just haven't figured it out. They're beating themselves because they haven't figured it out. Game three and four, oh, they figured it out. Here we go. <laughs> this is how we play? And tr- trust me, people, the Canes haven't figured out, and when they lose, it's not that they haven't figured it out. It's the difficulty and parity in National Hockey League to play that way every shift, every night. I, I will. And I tried to say this numerous times during the regular season. Shane, if we go back to the two games the Canes lost to the New York Islanders, in one of those games the final score was 5-1, to one. I can make the case the Canes could have won both of those games. It was 1-1 in the 5-1 loss at UBS Arena yeah. with 
four minutes left. That was a great hockey. Or five game. minutes left. Yeah. And then it just it it went it went sideways the last right. four minutes. Tip in goal. When I look back at that game, the only goal that you're being like, ah, we need was the Martin goal, number three. Yeah. The rest of them? Bleh. Yeah. Empty net goal, but and then the loss here in game five, you get a, a blown play in your own zone. A puck hits Sebastian Ajo in the face. And yeah, that happened. And then you you have a player lose the puck at the blue line and it goes to the Islanders' best offensive player and he scores a goal. If and that was three two. And you make multiple mistakes in that game, which the face isn't a mistake, but you have two a bounce. You know, yeah, bouncing just call it a bounce mistakes. At this time of year with the teams that are left now, it's gonna end up in the back of your net. Yeah. Unless your goaltender goes lights out. Yeah. Which because there's mistakes made in game six. Goaltender makes key saves. Right. Right? Right. Early on. And then late when you needed it. All right, you ready? We got questions. Twitter. Here we go. Time for questions. Hannah Yates, at Hannah Ray Yates, asks, how many handmade cutoff tanks do you predict we will see this series in postgame? And are you slash Shane on or off the bandwagon with said tanks? First off, sun's out, guns out. I am all about, let's cut off the sleeves and let's go. Did Yachts really send this in? Yeah. This is from Yahtzee. Why don't we like tanks? Well, she's asking, do we? I'm not opposed to a good tank. I could I could see. I don't ever rock a tank. Oh, see, I could totally see you no, running just, around I, Sylvan Lake with, like, the cutoff T-shirt. Michael, I don't go halfway. I no. just gear down. I take <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, if you're going to do it, just do it, right? Who needs a half tank? <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to understand what gear down means. And well, if it means what I think it you're right. saying. I take my shirt off, people. Get okay, your head thank, out of the gutter. Thank you. Where are you people at out there? Thank you. Come on. Some of you are at work. Because I don't think we're going to be able to air that that post-game in between the lines. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to wear a tank, I'm just taking my shirt off. No. Give me I mean, a you tank. Can't, you can't give me. I don't want that kind of tan. Uh, see, I was going to go with, see, I'm much older than you. But you would have been, I would have thought the. The perfect child of like the late '80s, early '90s, which was the tank, and then the cut with the midriff. That was it. How about the ones that were mesh? Oh, I know. It's, had one. We played. Oh, had one. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> I had one, but it was a practice jersey, and I hated wearing it. And I'd wear a t-shirt underneath it. I used to be skinny. I used yes. to. I used to have a six pack, and I've upgraded to a keg. The simple answer to Hannah here, because she's you know. Coming off her rookie season. I'm all in for As it. As the weather continues to get hotter, the tanks are coming. Oh, yeah. Sun's out, gun's out. Yeah. I'm for it. Post-game show tonight, there'll be tanks. Yeah. I'm for it. Not on me or you, but. No, but for the players. <laughs> uh, over, under, all of them. I'll take the over as yeah, well. Yeah, over. Uh, this is from Woj. If the Canes wanted, could they wear the Whaler uniforms for a game in the series, or is that determined before the playoffs? Uh, asked, answered, but we will answer it again. No, once you submit the jersey you're going to wear in the playoffs for your home jersey, that's it. You cannot switch up. It is red. So red all the way through. Anniversary. So, uh, Chris Kaniak, you're clearly not superstitious with the pocket square, LOL. I had, I didn't wear a pocket square, I think. Did I wear one the last You game? had one. Yeah. Not the last game, though. No, I don't think so. I might, have, so, I might have had my socks on. But are there any fun ones you've heard from players or staff? Well, I mean, Brent Burns, everything is routine. It's routine. Wait, and here's it, I'll answer yeah, the it's, it's, If you ask a player, these are routines. They're not superstitions. 
routines because they do them every day. Um, but no, I haven't heard of any uh, interesting ones from any trainers recently. You know, Hannah and I joke all the time when I have the spicy socks on. And with it being Wednesday in game one, the Sox may be on or off. I guess you're going to have to tune in tonight to the post-game we'll show. Find out if there's any spice in the post-game spicy. show. So spicy. So hot. <laughs> uh, Steven wants to know, how can Carolina match New Jersey's speed? Well, we've kind of outlined it. I don't. No, Shane Shane brought up having the, the right. that F3, that, but that I high will, forward. I will question back. Don't underestimate hurricane speed. I don't think anybody is, and let me know if I'm wrong with this statement. Until this year, I thought pound for pound, man for man, the Hurricanes were the fastest team in the league. And then I watched Jersey play, mm. and they're the one team, pound for pound, man for man, that I, I think they both have excellent skating teams. Yeah. Like, that's how it's built. This isn't taking a shot at Edmonton, but Edmonton has the best skater in the league in Connor McDavid. Yes. Right? I'll take that. So, uh, but they're as a whole, their team isn't very fast. Right. But the Canes and the Devils, line one, line two, line three, they're fast. The blue line, fast, yep. with how they can get from A to B. So uh, I don't know if it's – like Carolina can match their speed. I think this series literally comes down to which team plays the way that they want to, which team gets to how they play. It's I use this a lot. Styles dictate fights. And if you watch boxing, old boxing, you know, if I'm a power puncher and Shane is is not, Shane will win by dictating the tempo of the fight, throwing jabs, staying away from me. I'll win the fight if I force Shane to stand in the middle of the ring and, and, and throw, throw punches yeah. with me. So, One other thing, when you look at that, and I was talking to my son about this the other day as we sat and watched some games at home, take away the power play because those goals are all different in different ways. When you look at the five-on-five, five, and I said this to him, how are the goals being scored? Majority. Like, I'm talking yep. over 80% of the goals, it's a grind in the trenches, it gets to a blue line, and there's traffic around the net so for greasy. tips, rebounds. That's how goals are being scored. I mean... It's not, let's go three-on-two, razzle-dazzle, tic-tac-toe, it's in the net. Look, you and I, we were in the booth last year for the playoffs, so you've been in that analyst chair. When I call it, Almost every time there's a shot from the dots or above, it's getting tipped. Yeah. Like, I, there, I can't tell you how when, many when times. When the puck moves to the top, watch. Don't. So often I tell people this. I'm like, don't get puck focused. Watch the other four guys once that thing gets to the top. Yep. And watch the battle to get into that area. So, rarely does a puck now. And the goaltenders are too good. All of them. Rarely does a puck beat a goalie clean from the top. Rarely. It, it does happen. There's some guys with elite shots. But in the playoffs, exactly what Shane just said. Uh, Josh, completed Canes fan, is going to ask you, Mike, do you have any playoff game day traditions? No, not really. I don't. Like, it's everything becomes routine. Like, the only thing that I, I do this year, we have two security guards up front. I buy them a cup of coffee. And that's it. Yeah. I get myself a cup of coffee on the way in usually. Yeah. My routine, obviously, I'm here you know, working on different things all day, so the routine can never be the same that way. Yeah. I'd say my routine is really dialed in as we get closer to game time. When I go down to get the meal, my media meal, Yeah, I always, you know, share it with somebody. I always grab an ice cream, you know. 
um, for somebody because they enjoy that. And then there's a little, you know, go for a stroll before the game. It's become routine of how I get to the desk, if you will. You know, involves a couple of little crisscross. I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I try. I try to get to my broadcast spot as soon as I can. But you park in the same place. You come in. You don't park in the exact same. No, spot. No, not in the exact same spot. No, I don't either. But you come in the same doors every time. Yeah, yeah. same door every. Well, I, I have to. I got to go through the, the front. Detector. I got to go yeah. through the metal detector. But I, I get up to my. I get up to my broadcast spot. I go over my notes. I mean, but there's nothing. But it's like, not like you have to be there at five oh two or no, you lose your mind. There's none of that. Uh, even. And we talked about you as a player. It's just a routine. You know, it, yeah. it becomes superstition to other people. Yeah. But okay. it's not like you're a little stitch. If I miss not, something on timing or something, not yeah. it doesn't throw me off. Yeah. I, I don't the only person who is like that in that room right now is Brent Burns, where it's gotta be yeah. this time. He's done this his time, whole this career. Time. That's why. And it, again, it's you can call it a superstition, but I, I am now along the lines of it's a routine. Like you you get into this because this is what makes you comfortable. Yeah. You can skip it or something won't have. It's not like, you know, oh, I didn't eat chicken today. We're going to lose. Right. Like that stuff. No, none of that. Right. But it's a good question. A man, remember, but, nothing we do has impact. any effect on oh, the win or loss. Thank you. <laughs> I can't thank score you. from the desk. I thank wish you. I could. I wish you could too. But I can't. Well, technically you could, but that's. Never mind. Uh, here we are. Uh, thoughts. Yeah, rabbit hole. What? <laughs> Well, I mean, you could play, you know, video hockey. You could have games like yeah. that up there. I used to go outside at the plaza. Yeah. They got the all those set up. Just wouldn't count in the game. Yeah. That's all. Amanda, thoughts on everyone betting against the Canes? Will there be a radio broadcast? I plan to mute ESPN to listen to y'all. Have a great day, besties. Thank Amanda? you, Amanda. Yes. Amanda, gambling's illegal in, in the state of North Carolina. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but when it passes, please be responsible. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yes, we, we will have a radio broadcast, Trip and I on the radio broadcast, and after everyone's, game. I wouldn't say everyone's betting against us, do you? No, but, like, again, who who cares? Every 98% of the world took the Boston Bruins to win the Stanley Cup. So, it, it doesn't matter to me. I, honestly, I don't, I don't ever care what pundits say, because then it goes the other way. Oh, everybody's picking us. That's not good. I, I've just I blocked that out. Again, yeah. the only people who care about if they believe they can win or lose are the people in that locker room. Uh, they don't care what P.K. Subban or Paul Bizanette. They don't care what they say. He's going to pick the devils. He played for them. If, if people haven't figured that out yet. And P.K. picked the devils to pick the Rangers, so he's not going to switch now. Right. If you ever watch game day morning for the NFL, Michael Irvin. I think in 3,000 games since he's retired, is I think he's picked against the Cowboys once. Right. So that's... It's, I mean, if you look at Vegas, which you can because it's not legal in this state, it's it's a 50-50 split right now. Yeah, but when it becomes legal, yeah, please be responsible. That's what we're driving at here. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's if... Amanda, if, if... This is what I say. If it makes you happy, like that it's... Us against the world? Then, I love it. Then be us against the world. Yeah. Stick it to him. Stick it to the man. <laughs> but remember that? <laughs> you get with me on the same movie right now. Okay. <laughs> School of Rock. Come on. I just I, I wasn't I wasn't sure you were that enthusiastic for Jack Black. <laughs> That's all. 
Uh, no, Tenacious D. That's better. <laughs> yeah, I heard Tenacious D throw it on the radio. <laughs> Quietly in a closed door area. <laughs> in a closed door area. Not, not safe work. for work. Or no children. <laughs> By the way, I've just been handed this note from the band. Uh, but, no. Uh, like I said, when I say the, the only thing that the people care about, like the Canes, they want the fans to be in a froth. And a lather when they hit that, almost that like ice. A, almost like a cold storm brew, the froth. Oh, nice. Froth it up. That's right. Those help you get frothier. It is true, <laughs> but responsibly. Responsibly. Uh, and that is Storm Brew, proud presenting sponsor of Canes Cast. This is from Canes Planes and Sometimes Trains. Uh, thank you for all you, and not on Twitter, Shane, do for the fan base. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. And helping this Kaniac living in the land of the eliminated Boston Bruins stay engaged and entertained. Thoughts on Ronta versus Fred Zilla to start the series. Let's go, Canes. Five stars, best friends for life. I'm good either way, but I think it'll be Freddie. I think it'll be Freddie uh, just because of that performance that yeah. you saw in game Again, six. Again, you go back to it is a, you know, a balance for a coach to making sure everyone's involved. But when you talk about mentally the way he's played, he Again, Rod would say he deserves to go back in. Yeah. So why would I take him out? Yeah. And now, after the game tonight, you'll look at him and be like, does he deserve to go back in in game two? Yeah. And, again, I'll go back to the last series. Whatever the Canes want to do with the goaltending, if they want to go a different goalie every game, I'm fine with it. Yep. I really am. Because Ronto, once again, everyone talked about it last year, proved again in this first round. Yeah. That he can get the job done. Yeah. But, I mean – you're going to need both to win. You just are. If you're the Carolina Hurricanes, you're going to need both to win. Go back. Everyone right now, I can't quote it perfectly, go back and read Vasilevsky's article from yesterday and what he says. Uh, this is from Tyler Hardy. What's your favorite style of North Carolina barbecue? There's Eastern and Western. Eastern is the vinegar base. The Western has a little bit more saucy, a little bit more tomato. I prefer I prefer the Western but they're both good. With my size, you don't argue with either of them. Yeah, I don't really. Depends which way the wind's blowing, really. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, too, uh, wherever you're at. Whole hog, though, can never go wrong. Ever. Like it. We Speaking of, we need, yeah. to go get, we need to go get barbecue again. Sure do. Now that I've shown you that spot. Sure do. Uh, Jeremy Jennings, other than Aho, who do you see as an X-Factor for the Canes in this series? Aho is not my X-Factor. No, he's not my X-Factor. He's just a factor. Um, I talked about Shane Goss' bear. Yep. Um, up front, I'm going to go with Stefan Nason on the power play. You took my X-Factor. Oh, great mindset. Wonder Twin Powers activate. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, if he can do what he did, four points on the, on the power play in this series, Canes are in good shape. Oh, I'm going to throw in Kokaniemi. That's the other guy who I had. I'm not kidding. Off we go. Game one. There we are. Already on the same page. Uh, Casey Mallet, our defense is great, but seeing the Devils outskate the Rangers, their speed scares me. Are we going to be able to match that speed? Yes. Asked, answered, but yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Uh, Mike Apachin with two. First one starts with one of these, though, Shane. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Jordan Stahl will smother Jack Hughes matchup-wise. I don't think that's the matchup Canes are going for. Really? Yes. I, I do believe that the Canes' defense, like a Jacob Slavin, as you mentioned, will smother him. I I think I go head to head. Oh no! I was going to go our X factor. 
Oh, Kokaniemi? A little physicality, but with speed. Yep. I don't mind that. I go, that's it. Uh, followed up with, if Svetch was in the playoffs, how likely would it have been that he would have absolutely lit somebody up on the Islanders? Parentheses like Lindholm last year. Uh, one, what is what is 100% moral certitude? That's what it would have been. What? It's, if Svetch was in the playoffs, how likely oh. would he have been to light up huh. somebody? I mean, it's, it's 100%. Yeah. A thought, whatever, whatever you believe is the uh, right there. Uh, Tyler, we already a- answered who's the X factor. Uh, Jay, we've already answered can the uh, Canes keep up with the Devils' speed? How about the Devils keeping up with the Canes' speed? How about that? Let's flip this narrative around. Yeah. Come on, Jay. They're afraid of us, Jay. Come on, Jay. Lock it up. You lock it up, Jay. Game one, Jay. Matt Hines, best method or app for syncing yours and trips call of the TV? Honestly, Matt, I don't know. <laughs> Because uh, I don't know if we're either ahead or behind. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if it's possible. It's also true. I don't know if we're ahead of the call or behind the call. And if we're behind the call, you can't catch us up to it. No. Just do your best. Yeah. Mute. If we're ahead of the call, like if what we're saying is happening before it happens. Yeah. Uh, What's better as a watcher? What as a viewer? Is it I'd rather behind? be ahead, right? Yeah, you'd rather be ahead. Yeah. I think if we're ahead... No, if they're ahead, it's got to be your bull. <laughs> I think if the TV is ahead, if the TV is ahead, you can pause it. I think if you put your phone behind the TV, it gets <laughs> helps. <laughs> no, if the TV is ahead, no, no. the TV is ahead, you can pause it until we catch up. That's it. Who, what's his name again? Uh, that is Matt. I, Matt, I believe the key factor is if you can pull this off, if you can get your wife or girlfriend... To stand in the living room on one foot with her arms <laughs> out as an airplane holding your Stop phone. Stop it. Stop it. And you make her believe this is going to sink Mike's voice to the television. And you get a video of this. I'll buy you lunch. Well, we still have to take our Haynes uh, Cast conference winner. You'll join us at lunch. If there's a video of your, again, significant other, one foot, you cannot but tell you can her. But just tell her this. No, nope. I'll be able to tell if she can okay. know. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Josh McKeckard, outside of the Stanley Cup win, of course, what is your all-time favorite Canes playoff moment? Uh, Scotty Walker, Game 7 in Boston in 2009 is up there, but I got to go with me and Shane Willis in a broom closet Ooh, watching double Game overtime. 7 in D.C. One, I wish we had a picture of the broom closet like in the fans in the corner by the glass that they put us that game. <laughs> it was dangerous. <laughs> Luckily, we have great people around us. We did. My good, our our good friend, stage manager Lori Lori Green, making sure we were safe. I'm not sure we've been in a hotter room. No, that was <laughs> except for when we're taking the executive at the, the hotel. Executive, yeah, that'd be about it. Uh, let's see, Caswell Kaniak. When will Cam Ward sound the siren for a home playoff game? That would be epic. Sure, it's coming. Uh, Zachary Martin, who are you guys looking for for the breakout in this series? I think we kind of like Coach Kenyemi would be the breakout, right? If we're saying yeah. X Factor. I was going to say the defense. They always break the puck up. Caswell uh, Kaniak has a lot of questions here. Kazi, uh, too many. During the playoffs, I hear play-by-play for other teams. Makes me appreciate the quality of the Mike Tripp tandem, also the Hannah Chain tandem. Thank you. Can you give some insight to your setup calling the games? Are you all simply viewing from the box using binoculars, monitors, extra cameras? Thanks. No extra cameras. No binoculars. No binoculars. We are simply viewing it from the box. We do have monitors that I can look to. Hannah and I... Stand down in the corner by the glass. And I do have a monitor. Front row. Yeah, I do have a monitor when the puck goes into the corner and things like that. For but, replays and things. Yeah, but I'm just watching what you're looking at a mile and a half up. 
Uh, our, and then his final one, are Stall and Patch ready free agents after this season? If so, what do you think the odds are the Canes find a way to keep them? Any other notable players whose deal ends soon that you think we should really push to keep? Uh, answer all of them. How about that? But yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, they are free agents. Yeah. The odds, I mean, I don't know. Let's Can we get there first? And then we'll yeah, figure we it out. Get there first. That's like a summertime pod. Yeah. And, and this would, I this think. Is a Ju- that's a June pod. Send that question back. Yeah. Thank you, Caswell. Keep that out there. Uh, as the world burns, do you think the adversity faced by the Canes is why they moved on to the second round and the Bruins did not? And how awesome is it when Rod shows emotion like he did after that game six when Stasny scored? Do I think that's why they moved on? No. But does that help them in this round? Yes. I like that. Uh, and no, I don't think that's why the Bruins didn't advance. No. no. So just so we're clear on I that. was I was amazed in that game that how when we talk about star players, like the Bruins star players looked out of sync. Yeah, they did. They, they really did. Off. Well, Pasternak said he had a shoulder injury. Bergeron wasn't 100%. Bergeron herniated disc and concussion problem. Yeah. So uh, this is from Henry Jenks. True, false. The Kaniacs and Rod are living rent-free in Eric Halla's head. I don't know. Sure. I hope so. <laughs> it's hard to get in the head with that much hair product in there. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Uh, so... <laughs> Oh, also we have from inside the locker room from the Hannah Ray Yates question about oh, yes. cutoffs. A a source inside the locker room said a lot of cutoffs are ready to go. Oh, yeah, more boys bringing them out. Yes, make that happening. Catching on, everybody. So see you on your tank tops tonight. I'll just be geared down. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Because I left it open for Ross to take advantage. I said your questions with an S. Ed Tech Kaniac, are you ready? I'm ready. Here's a like it, take it. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Trent Burns gets more than six points against the Devils in this series. Or if he doesn't, Natchez does. No, we're going to pick it one or the other. We'll keep it at Burns. More than six points, that's a take it. Gosh, that's a hell of a lot of points. <laughs> Seen the man? Yeah. He had I'll five. He had five. Only reason I'm going to take is I feel the PP is going to heat up. There's a push How factor there. Is gonna heat up. <laughs> I was just moving along. Clarification. I was just moving along. Power play. Thank you. <laughs> Is going to heat up. The man advantage. Because there's a push <laughs> factor. He could get... S- <laughs> Got to push through it. That was your big double. <laughs> I've seen the great pyramids. Uh, I can see Burns getting six points. That's why I can't... Like, yeah. s- like if it was you. six or more, then I would take it. Well, but, you're go- but you're saying more than seven. Five. You're saying seven. No, he's saying he's got to get seven. Okay. That's a lot of points. I'll take it. All right. What Burns got? Not against it. Feel the burn. Uh, Mike, of your trips to Chapman do this past season, what do you enjoy most about the wonderful country? Will you take more soon? Yeah, I think Jalen Chatfield gets a goal in this series against New Jersey. Uh, talked about getting more from the defense. Uh, what do I enjoy most about that wonderful country? Jalen Chatfield has really built himself it's into cool. an NHL player, and it's, yeah. it's great to see that. Uh, oh, my God, there's like 5 million of these. Same guy? Yes, it's Ross. Shane, different players have different approaches to preparing for game day, especially big games. What have you okay? What have you observed? We already gone over this as some of the more unique or esoteric ways. Yes. Of getting ready for them. How about taking a nap? Love naps. Who doesn't? Uh, let me see here. For both of us, which team in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs surprised you the most and why was it Boston? No, it wasn't Boston. It was yeah, it was no Colorado. I thought Colorado was going to win that so series. Same series. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle with Colorado being that bad. Yeah. So sorry, Ross. 
Shane, you've said before, open ice hits are as tough as they are, despite the unfortunate experience that you've had with one. They should remain part of the game. Thoughts on the Chuba versus Timo Meyer hit? Okay. And I'll say this because I said it after everyone always asked me, do you hate Scott Stevens? No. Why? Because it was clean. Right? My hit, when he hit me, it was not a dirty play. I don't see it as dirty. I never will. Do I see this play and the hit on Timo Meyer as by the law of the rule because the f- initial contact is with his head is what the problem I have with it? Now, am I saying it's a super dirty hit? No. But what I do not like about the hit, and the biggest thing I do not like about it, is where the intent is from Jacob Truba. Because you look at the time of the game, it's 2-0, his team is down. You're running the risk of a penalty, maybe a major, and you're shorthanded. Someone please tell me when defensemen are looking to step up and make hits like that when they're shorthanded. Because if the Devils were in sync, and I said this to you the other day, Mike, if the Devils were in sync coming up the ice, that puck goes towards the boards where a Devil would be flying down and it would have been a breakaway. Jacob Trua leaves zero regard to anything besides making that hit is why I do not like it. Not that it was majorly dirty that he brought his elbow up or a stick up. The shoulder was direct contact with his head. But to me, the problem was intent of when is this happening? It wasn't needed. It was too aggressive that, really, if a guy's going down the board, he's got a breakaway. And now you're down 3 nothing. So that's the biggest thing I don't like about the hit. Yeah. The, the thing I... Everyone I'm, knows, I can tell you this, every player knows that this can happen in a game. The guys can get hit hard cleanly. I, I, my problem with it is the rule. If the, you want to get rid of these, these kind of, and the word that's used around it a lot is predatory you want to get rid of these hits, write it in the rule book where who cares if the player who gets hit puts himself in a position where he puts in a vulnerable his head down position. or in a vulnerable and, and you know, I understand because there's nothing that makes me angrier watching football, watching a guy running down the sideline and he takes a toe out of bounds and you got a two hundred and eighty pound guy running full speed, now he's got to stop right. on a dime. Or like, a two hundred and eighty pounder just working over the kicker. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Can be amusing at times, uh, but you shouldn't do that, right? And in in this case, if you make it so where any kind of head contact, any kind of head contact, right, is a there shouldn't be a underlying sentence about the head contact. Correct. It was a direct blow to his face. That's it. Penalty. That's it. It's a penalty, and that's how you get rid of the head. Agree. That's all. All right, Shane. We'll do this again next week. Actually, Wednesday will work as always. You get the last word. You're here Wednesday? Yeah, we'll be back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's yeah, it's yeah. it's Wednesday, Friday. We'll be coming home for game five. Sunday. Thursday. Sunday, Tuesday, yeah. Game five. Sweet. All right. Remember everybody, get yourselves ready. Dial it in. Lock it up. Get ready. It's game day, baby.